It's Thursday, the 2nd of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, and I am joined, of course, by former Australian cricketer and my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, we are just days away from the first test, Australia taking on England. Where are you going to be when that first ball is bowled? Not sure yet, Timmy, but it's generally tradition with a few of my good mates that we always find a place, often an early opener pub, um, and we have a cold beer in our hand for the first ball. Um, of the Brisbane Test, so the Ashes is a big one, mate. So we'll be we'll be somewhere this year. We're not sure yet, but um, yeah, I can't wait for the first ball to be bowled. Oh, absolutely! And that first session is so pivotal in mm. Brisbane. All right, now we have a charity auction that started yesterday for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. It's a fantastic charity. There's some amazing things to buy from the auction, including a cricket bat signed by the Aussies from the 2019 Ashes Tour in the United Kingdom. That will be in some lucky person's hands by Christmas. Find out more information at afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Today on the show, Alex Carey. He looks set to make his test debut. It's been a reasonably long road for him. Michael Vaughan, well, the BBC say they still may employ him. And what about Brandon Smith? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, Alex Carey, uh, he looks like uh, he's cherry ripe to take the gloves for the Australian cricket team after Tim Payne stood down and is standing down from all forms of cricket at the moment. It hasn't been just uh, an easy road for him. He's worked hard at it. No, he has captained our one-day team. Um, we have to remember that. He's played in both the shorter versions of the game, T20 cricket, um, in the 50-over format. But, um, look, he hasn't had an ideal build-up. He's only scored 50 runs in his last eight Shield appearances. Um, he scored 101, as we know, in the last 50-over um, match. But, look, I think this guy is mentally tough. I think he's the right selection and the, and the right guy to take over from Tim Payne um, to the point where they've, they've even sent Inglis home now So from the Australia A um, match. Um, so he will make his test taboo, uh, which I'm sure will be a very, very proud moment for him. Ben Stokes, uh, the addition to him in the English squad is just Amazing if we look back to that last series over there where he, he scored that huge hundred against the odds. He's a powerful player, and if he gets into some kind of form out here, he'll be really, really difficult. We cannot underestimate. I know it sounds a little bit cliche, but we cannot underestimate this English team. No, we can't. And their former coach, Trevor Bayless, who was a former teammate of mine, um, has reiter- reiterated this uh, fact to me that. It's not only his batting, his bowling, and his fielding. Um, it's the positive influence that he has on the team. Um, he has a real positive nature, and he's a real big influencer within the group. So um, he brings a lot to the table, Ben Stokes. And uh, 
Yeah, that's why they were pretty excited to get him out here and um, that he passed the, the original fitness test. So, yeah, a big plus for the Poms, that's for sure. I've been hearing over the past few days from a few of my West Australian mates who are not happy at all that this test match looks like it's going the way of Melbourne or Sydney because of the, the pandemic. It's, that means the fifth test will be played in either Melbourne or Sydney, not Perth. Uh, so they're not happy at all. Obviously, they had the advantage of getting some of the other football, which uh, the Eastern States didn't get. Cameron Green is a very proud West Australian, but uh, he was asked that question about is there an air of disappointment that he can't play in Perth and he said well uh, I've just got to play where uh, the, the team is set to play he was pretty pragmatic about it all yeah he was and it can only be that um, he said it was obviously disappointing it, it is would be lovely to play in front of your friends and your family on your home pitch um, the the wicket you're probably most comfortable uh, playing on in the country but saying that, yeah, Mark McGowan has, has said there's going to be a hard lockdown and the, and the POM said they will not go into a second hard lockdown. So a 14-day quarantine won't work for them, so there will not be a test match in Perth, um, which is sad for the for the people of Western Australia, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, these hard border closures, mate, once again, are causing havoc, mate. Yeah, I'm not going to be very popular with the West Australians, but I think it's actually fantastic to have a second test in Sydney or <laughs> Melbourne. because And plus, you get bigger crowds. You do. You get more people come to the games. He will do. And, um, yeah, for Sydney to get two test matches, it is a fantastic opportunity for, for the state of New South Wales. So, um, mate, I'm going, to be, I'm going to be at both of them now, so which is great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There'll be a big ding-dong battle. You know there always is between Melbourne and Sydney to see who will get it. Now, yep. Michael Vaughan, he's been embroiled in some controversy, hasn't he, with the broadcaster dropping him. But they say they may use him again. Uh, it's a tough one for him. He denies hotly um, making any of these comments that have been attributed to him around the Yorkshire and, and the racism drama. Yeah, it's a pretty in-depth um, look at the, the actual the case there. And, um, yeah, he has some had some real bad stuff said about him um, in that report. But as you said to me, he denies it. I, I don't think they will use him. Um, and I think he's been delayed with COVID as well now. So he's not going to get out here on time. So... Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on Michael Vaughan, and he's he's regarded so highly in the world of cricket, particularly in the UK, and you know how he captained how he captained against the Australians as well. But um, yeah, it would be personally very disappointing for him. Well, he was all but king, wasn't he? I mean, they were all given uh, knighthoods and everything else after that win in 2005. 100 percent, mate. And um, so he he's been elevated to that sort of level um, within their society. So um, to have that sort of um, those negative remarks um, attributed to him is very, very disappointing for him personally. Yeah, it looks like he's very upset. with. Uh, anyway, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the long term there. Now, uh, the world game, of course, is very exciting, particularly for, for young players, young players who, who love their soccer, uh, and female players in particular, because the World Cup is coming to Australia and New Zealand in 2023, and with the Matildas, of course, uh, one of the brands, one of the brands in this country. Uh, Sam Kerr uh, says she wants her Cathy Freeman moment for the Matildas at the 2023 World Cup, and I presume that means that they want to be holding the World Cup aloft. Of course, who could ever forget one of the great Australian sporting moments when Cathy Freeman won the 400 in Sydney. Mate, it's, uh, I love this um, bit of inspiration from, from her personally. Um, and as you know, that the 400 metres was run at um, the Sydney Olympic Stadium. And should Australia make the uh, 2023 Women's World Cup final, that's where it will be at, mate. So she'll get a chance to, I suppose, relive um, those wonderful memories that we all have of Cathy Freeman running around with enormous pressure on her shoulders. 
Um, and being an Indigenous woman herself, um, I'm sure she would love to uh, be in the same situation there and sort of relive that and, and create, create her own piece of history, Tim. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be yep. just phenomenal? Yep. It'll, it'll already be great because you have the eyes of the world. You have this huge investment. The Women's World Cup has become a massive event. So uh, if the Australians could possibly win, that would be off the charts. Yeah, got some work to do yet. Yeah, exactly. My, my alarm's just gone on. That means you and I need to apply our main hair care. We need, we need to apply our main hair care. That means we need to take a break. Uh, and, and very soon we'll come back talk Rugby League. Tiger Woods F1, that's coming up. Now, what about Brandon Smith at the Melbourne Storm? He's come out a, a personal statement. He's trying to sort of wiggle his way back from the drama where, you know, the profanity-laden um, podcast and, and, you know, Melbourne were, felt like they were treated with disrespect. What do you make of it all? Well, he's saying that the comments on the podcast had not been fairly reported, but <laughs> I don't know how other ways they could be reported. He said what he said, um, and you're right. He used profanity quite a number of times and, and, and the worst type as well, mate. Um, I think he's going to be fine 10K now. Um, he said he did never wanted to... Um, uh, to bring any sort of disrespect to the Melbourne club or, or or the Melbourne jersey, but you know to to nominate another team's um, jersey and said he wanted to win a premiership and that's probably the biggest insult you can give a your current club. Um, and he really said that it was a massive drinking culture down there in Melbourne. So yeah, it's a really really big blow. I don't know how he that could have been taken out of context at all. But uh, look, he said what he said. It wasn't a very, very smart move, but he's either going to pull his head in or he's going to be cut probably from the team. And maybe he wants that, Tim. I don't know. It's pretty hard. It's pretty hard to claim context when it's on yeah. tape or it's in yeah. print. It's just, you know, and we see it with sports people and we see it with others sometimes. They try to claim that it yeah. just doesn't work, mate. It doesn't, mate, no. Yep. All right. Uh, what about Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton? Uh, Verstappen has the points on the board. Hamilton looks like he's got the car that's firing. This is a, a fantastic finale to the to the Formula One. It is, mate. It's an F1 dream, isn't it? To come down to the, the Middle East the next two weekends, um, it'll be a It'll be decided. There's only eight points in it, Timmy. Verstappen is leading. Um, Lewis Hamilton has the momentum. Um, look, there's a number of uh, co- uh, combinations how Verstappen can, can um, make sure that he wins this. Um, I think if he does the fastest lap and uh, Lewis Hamilton's not in the top six, he wins. Uh, I think if he does the fastest lap um, in, in, in the second round and, and, and Lewis Hamilton's not in the top five, he wins, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's a number of combinations that uh, can get him the actual thing, but... You know, Lewis Hamilton. If he wins, um, he becomes the, well, the great. He is the greatest of all time already. But he goes further into being the greatest of all time. And if Verstappen wins, I suppose it's the dawn of a new era. Yeah, of course he is the goat, Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Uh, we'll watch it, uh, and it's going to be very, very exciting. The, the finish of the Formula One. Now, tennis. Um, this this caught my eye because you you see most tennis players trying to drag their careers onto you know the Zimmer frame. Really, they just want to just keep on playing, don't they? And I suppose there's lots of money, and it's you know for those that are, are used to it, an amazing lifestyle. Blah blah blah. But Joanna Conta, um, who is a, a British tennis player who I think um, made the Wimbledon semis and was world number four and made the Wimbledon semis, first English woman to, to make it in decades, has decided to retire, but she's she's at the tender age of 30. 
Yeah, well, I could actually relate to this, Timmy. I retired at the tender age of 29, and um, look, she states that she's just totally out of out of gas. She said she's just she's got no no inspiration and and just feels totally spent. Um, and I can I can understand that. And you know, people say. 29, 30 is a pretty young age to retire, but you forget you've probably been doing it since you were 8 or 9 or 10 or even probably younger in her case. Um, so she's committed a whole lifetime to to the game of tennis and, and, and good on her for actually realising that moment. Whether Look, she can always come out of retirement, but um, I think if she's mentally and physically spent, um, the writing's on the wall and she's probably doing the right thing. Tiger Woods, um, he was asked a number of questions at a media conference about the – the origins of what happened with that car accident. He was um, he was showing some very handy footwork, a bit like his um, touch around the greens. <laughs> well, he was, mate, and he, he he won't. He said he doesn't want to comment on what he was doing. Um, it's been reported that you know there was no drugs or alcohol in his system, so that that mm. was fine. But it has been reported that he's probably doing twice the legal speed limit. Um, look, it's uh, he's lucky he didn't lose his leg. The fifteen time. Um, mm. champion um, now says that, look, he's never going to become a full-time golfer again, but he'll pick and choose tournaments where he can. But I think he just really, that may have really really scared him and it probably should have. Um, yeah, you can't be driving too fast in your car, that's for sure. But maybe he has a more sort of realistic outcome on life now and yeah, maybe golf is not the be-all and end-all and he can pick and choose and, and get his health in order first. Yeah, well, uh, what about you and I? We're back in the gym. We're trying to uh, refine yep. that uh, six-pack for Christmas. And um, this this baseball player in the US, this legend, uh, has well, he's, he's, quite a, he's quite a good role model to look at for us guys trying to, you know, get it all in shape. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as this bloke, but he's, um, his, name is, his name is CC um, Sabithia and he was a... Um, we played 19 seasons in Major League Baseball. He was a pitcher, Timmy. Mm. Um, he played for the New York Yankees, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, and I think the Cleveland Indians. Um, but he finished his career, and he said when he signed the $141 million contract with the Yankees, he took up alcohol and drinking. Um, and then upon mm. retirement, mate, he was 142 pegs. 142 pegs, that's that's a lot, mate. And, um, and mm. since then, he's turned his life around at 39, and now he is built like an absolute brick, proverbial, mate. So... Yeah, he's uh, he's looking fit, Timmy. Doesn't drink anymore. Probably hasn't got any mates, but <laughs> he looks great with his shirt off. Yeah, the proverbial brick outhouse. Um, yeah, <laughs> let's finish it off today with a musical touch. Uh, and what's the story with Brett, your brother, a piano and a function? Tell me more. Well, you know, fast bowlers aren't the aren't the smart, sharpest tools in the shed, Timmy. But um, we're at a cricket function, and Brett plays the piano a little bit, uh, and he's sitting on this big grand piano, and there's a few of the old ladies sort of milling around Brett as he's he's playing this sort of floating, haunting sort of song. And one lady says, Brett, that's a it's a beautiful song. It, it almost sounds, it's, it is floating, it's haunting, it sounds like a hymn. And Brett said, no, it, it's a her, it's Cheryl Crow. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. I had to tell you, I said, mate, she doesn't mean that sort of hymn. Yeah, not H-I-M, anyway. Oh, that, that's, not my, that's, my, that's my dear younger brother. Not Ave Maria. <laughs> that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our fantastic sponsors. They are fantastic, Timmy. It's Main Hair Care, M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.